0: Tatooine Sons, a Star Wars podcast, is a proud member of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, the two-time winner of the fan-favorite podcast network from the Star Wars Podcast Awards. To learn more, go to makingstarwars.net. Welcome, Star Wars fans, to episode 77 of Tatooine Sons. The mythology of Star Wars was sent into hyperspace when Qui-Gon Jinn first mentioned the prophecy of the Chosen One in The Phantom Menace. This prophecy has recently been fully revealed in the novel Master and Apprentice. But is there more to it than meets the eye? This week, we take a closer look at this central element of the Skywalker Saga. Plus, we'll catch up on some hot takes and more. A Prophecy that Miss Reg could have been it's time for Tatooine Sons it's true true. all I love what is the name of the Porg on the Millennium Falcon the force is strong in my family what do you think his name is (laughs) it's a big moment I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Maybe Turbis. Do or oh, do not. There is no try. Turbis? <laughs> Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream, <laughs> that pork's name is now Turbis. <laughs> it's a good Star Wars name. Done yet. These guys record an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody was lit. Right. Welcome Star Wars fans. This is Tatooine Sons, your weekly looking all things Star Wars from the unique perspective of a father sharing his love for the amazing space fantasy saga with his two sons. I am BB Nate and I'm joined first by my brother, Samuel the Hutt. Out mm. uh, to practice VR! Yeah. Again, I was not prepared. Um, I think that's a running theme. Uh, to Star Wars fans, thanks for tuning in. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, then you probably don't know what the big deal about the prophecy is.
1: Oh, the Chosen One prophecy. Can, you guys got to. Do you guys understand that the Chosen One prophecy was not a part of my Star Wars experience growing up? Really? Have you guys grasped like, that idea? Yeah. yeah it I mean- did not exist. Yeah, in the original was, trilogy then it was introduced in the prequels it was when when I sat in that theater with Matt Weisgerber in 1999 and they started talking about The Chosen One The Chosen One Star Wars changed you ate Zaxby's before that so. I had, yeah, I did eat Zaxby's before <laughs> that so.
0: and of course you can't have Star Wars without bizarre father figures so on that note here's my dad the bowtie Jedi guy
1: we're back you guys know that that's mm. that's from I can't that's it. from Poltergeist 2 Oh yeah, because we've seen, seen yeah, you've never seen Poltergeist. I haven't even seen either. Poltergeist one. I wouldn't watch that garbage movie. But anyway, no, I mean it's a classic, but I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, kind of stuff, you, so.
0: you get out of practice. You miss one week, and you're and kind you're, of like, forgetting
1: everything that's going on. But that we're gonna have a great time. Intense uh, to it. Uh, nothing significant happened since the last episode, other than the fact that they announced the uh date, the, uh, the dates of Star Wars Celebration 2020 in Anaheim, and we um, they these. put this tickets on sale. Uh, we got our tickets in our room. Woohoo! They um, actually and, got an official
0: hotel block this and
1: year. And they have sold, well, we had an official hotel yeah. block last year. We oh, did. did. Chicago. No, we, had, we had to add an extra day later on. Oh, uh, that's right. But that worked that out. Nice it hotel. was through the block. No, it was through the block that we got there because that's
0: out. why the shuttle, deep, the shuttle pickup was. Oh, outside. so
1: well, Desert Palms. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Desert Palms, which is a great place right down the road from the convention center as well as Disneyland. Uh, it's our place that we like to stay when we go to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and so we're excited about that. We maybe have some new things coming down the road that we'll be talking about at the Desert Palms hint, hint. Um <laughs> We're hoping, um, but uh, can you guys believe that all of this the uh, Tickets, the four-day passes. Of course, the Jedi Master we knew would sell out the first day, <laughs> yeah. but it sold out in like five minutes. And then the Jedi, the four-day passes sold out within less than two hours. Yeah. somebody waited. All of Saturday's tickets sold out by the end of that day, mm-hmm. and now Fridays are sold out as well. There's just a limited number of Thursday and Sunday tickets. What do you guys think about that? That's
0: nuts. Because um, uh, yeah. I heard that the previous Anaheim, so a couple.
1: I, that was, I yeah. guess, 2016. was, that was it. 2015, I thought. Oh, 2015. You're right. 2016 was back in London. Yeah. yeah um, you right.
0: People said that you could <laughs> buy tickets up to a couple weeks before the yeah. convention. Chicago, you had a couple days. I
1: think it was like five or six days before the day, yeah, day we passes Yeah, we were able to away. think
0: about it. This, really weird. For Chicago, we got the tickets the day of. I remember that. It was
1: Well, we got the them the day of. day of. The story was, that was our anniversary. Same as this year. Um, that they went on sale. I think it was the same date. Um, yeah. With I remember we, um, Chrissy and, and my anniversary, and we all went to Philippines. You guys remember going to Philippines mm-hmm. yep, and Temecula for lunch. for lunch? And we'd been talking about how I, they were selling lots of exact tickets. We were, yeah, exactly. We were sitting there having a conversation about how tickets were selling faster than they expected. And mm-hmm. I was getting a little bit nervous and I, I went back to the office and, and I went ahead and bought tickets um, for it. And it was like four or five days later before those tickets sold out. Now, the week the year before Star Wars Celebr- uh, Celebration Orlando, we didn't get 4 day passes um but we got every day Uh, we didn't we ended up not buying sunday because they were all all of the individual day passes were still available Mm -hmm. um when i bought tickets in like december for christmas Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it was months after it went Mm -hmm. for sale i got Um, a four day child you got a four because they still have four day children but the adult passes they were they were out but we got all we got three of the four days mm-hmm. uh, without any problem and Sunday yeah. was still available too we just didn't buy it yeah. Yeah, uh, much, even though we went
0: yeah at least us. we admit our
1: mistake perhaps this would have been the better uh, sound effect for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much
1: yeah anyway um, uh, but yeah blown we could
0: not do that
1: this year Star Wars get- is dead guys mm, um, yeah you're right Impressive. every word in that sentence was wrong
0: some people think that it's sold out quicker because of how fast Chicago sold
1: out. People yeah, and so be, people are buying them sooner and things like that. And people yeah. might be
0: worried about it selling
1: out. And there's and there's the element of the scalpers, which we don't want to get into, um, and that's going on. I think that's going to come back and bite a lot of people in the there's
0: butt. There's only – I've somebody has looked at eBay, looked at the full amount of people. Some people are selling tickets that are still on sale for, like, more than they are. But in total, it's only,
1: like – 20 people who are doing it. Yeah, I don't think it's that much. I so don't think, it it's, I think it's, it's fans. I think
0: it's fans. I think it's... So do we know how many are attending? Well,
1: 61,000 attended
0: Chicago. Well, and then like 60, I think, attended Anaheim.
1: So there are people... people so you're going to be looking at that 60,000. times smaller. It's, it's smaller. just barely smaller.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. If you um, look... If somebody put the maps of... Orlando, Anaheim, and Chicago, the convention center is all up next to each other and they look
1: at the same. Well, I think I think the difference is the Wintrust Arena in Chicago and then the Anaheim Convention mm. Center are arenas like yeah. uh, are the similar things and the seating okay. is like I think it's like a thousand seats less or eight hundred seats less in uh, Anaheim than it is in Wintrust, but you gotta remember how many seats that they were blocking off yeah, in in, uh, in Chicago, I think it's not. I think it's basically the capacity okay. is going to be about the same.
0: I'm but, just nervous because I
1: don't think we're going to look out like we did last year. Oh, as far as the lotteries yeah. and stuff like that, no, well, we'll sorry. just have to wait and see. Um, we got uh, we went and saw Toy Story four, yeah. um, and so um, I mentioned that um, <laughs> because I think it's given me a new appreciation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree I would for agree. those people that walked out of the Last Jedi um, just flat out disappointed. Um, I, that was the way it was for Toy Story 4. I know we're in the significant minority of this and we don't need to, we're not ever going to try to argue why we didn't like Toy Story 4, um, compared to the original three Toy Story movies. Um, I just personally, and I think we all agree on this, felt like it was unnecessary and disconnected from the original movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, and so for us, it wasn't, uh, and the whole, it wasn't what we expected and what we wanted. Uh, from Toy Story. Having said that, that the point of that is not to say we don't like Toy Story Four. The point of that is to say I really, true, I do, mm-hmm. I relate now. I understand on an emotional level. I'm not a huge Toy Story fan, but I loved. Yeah. I mean, I liked those movies,
0: right? Yeah.
1: And I was really disappointed in this movie, and I understand better what it's like to be a, a Star Wars fan. That did not appreciate, did not like the direction um, that Ryan Johnson took yeah, in last very, Jedi, uh, which is why I have completely stayed out of Twitter in the last four or five days. As everything with the Last Jedi has exploded again, I just don't even want to get involved in it. But what were you know? What are your thoughts now? Not as it relates to Toy Story four, but as the, the relationship with like the, the 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 opinions of the Last Jedi uh, detractors and how and how you it, this movie changed your thoughts on? It. I thought. As I walked out of the movie, yeah, we all thought the same thing. We now
0: agree with the last Jedi. Well,
1: we don't agree. We, we don't understand. agree with the last. Jedi. Agree
0: with the last Jedi people, but we understand. We understand where they're coming from. Uh, I wouldn't say
1: that people think the last Jedi was unnecessary.
0: I feel oh, like I Christ think a lot of, of haters, a lot of
1: haters do. Yeah, hmm. absolutely do. No. Like, it, like they wish the movie was never made. I don't know if I'd go down that point. No, it just didn't fit for me. No. It didn't it just, feel like Toy Story I'm, to me. And, but I've heard that about The Last Jedi. I've heard people say that The Last Jedi didn't feel like Star Wars to them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so I, I appreciate those people yes, significantly. And just even
0: the animation with Bo Peep changing everything about her fashion style uh, yeah, and yeah, everything. It all changed. She was
1: like a shepherd. Yeah, but for me it was more of... It always was... Woody's commitment was to the children constantly. Mm-hmm. and Hopefully the band Hammer has been released. And... <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. and it just didn't it didn't feel that way in this and then the relationship between Woody and Buzz just was different with yeah. this one but but, um, but again in regards I, to The
0: Last Jedi yeah um, yeah no I mean that was the first thing I thought when I walked out of the theater and as we were walking back to the car I was like wow I can, I can relate better with The Last Jedi um, not haters the people who didn't like The Last Jedi yeah can, not the toxic version no of no no I can agree with where they're coming from. You know, if they just genuinely didn't uh, like the movie, um, you know, I can see where they're coming from with Luke's character didn't necessarily feel the same. Um... It just felt it had different pacing from the rest of the films. I mean, I can see where they're coming from. It was definitely
1: even the music was different. You know, I mean, there was always these iconic songs in the original Toy had Story. A little movie. western. Well, yeah, I mean, you always had like these these tunes that you walked out of huh? the theater with, and it wasn't that case. Yeah,
0: and our, um, the, with this, and this the, the one, it just yeah.
1: felt different to me um, with it. But enough about Toy Story and the Last Jedi. Um, let's move on and talk a little bit of Star Wars. But before we do that, I want to mention we did have three amazing reviews. We're really excited about that. Um, we've got. Um, it's funny, DJ Disway. If you guys recall that name, that was one um, he gave us a review before um, on there, and he removed it so he could give us another one. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, All right, DJ. Disway. This is madness. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely from Father's Day 2019 so he got done listening to our last episode the Father's Day episode he said this was hands down some of the best I gotta read this, this is pretty awesome Uh, hold on, I'm gonna just go ahead and do this great kid, don't get cocky it's a preemptive strike there Uh, this was hands down some of the best Star Wars content I've listened to in a while wow Pretty awesome. Um, I love the entire segment on father figures and the perspective given because we live in a world with fewer and fewer good fatherly examples. Sir, you are a great oh, sir. You are a great fatherly example. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Ronald oh, Scott, Texas. It's cool. Thank you. Uh- Huh? hear <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I mean, thanks, dude. You're awesome. Yeah, that's so, cool. Thanks. That's really cool. Uh, then we also had from uh, from our new Patreon supporter. He went on and uh, we hadn't seen it yet. So DJ Blake uh, Junior Seven, uh, our new Patreon, like
0: joined Twitter for us, right? Is that, that guy? Yeah, basically? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and he's like every every tweet that he does, regardless of whether or not it's Star Wars, is as hashtag Matripus Cannon on it. So uh, thank you very much. For it. A great combination of young and dot dot older dot dot. I would not say David is old, dot, dot. I'm probably older, dot, dot. <laughs> but a great podcast. <laughs> a lot of, like... Dot, dot. No, uh, no exc- exclamation point. Fresh takes, polls, reviews. It's a one-stop shop. I've been searching for a podcast just like this. Give it a listen, and you'll be hooked. Hashtag make Turbis canon. Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. I agree awesome. with both of those hashtags. Um, yeah, let's see. There we go. Impressive. Impressive. Okay. Hey, and, D- and Donald, uh, DJ. Most um, impressive. I know you're listening to the show. Um, and you probably listened to it early because you were real excited uh, that we were putting out this episode tonight. Said you were excited to be listening to it on Wednesday. I know you're going through some stuff uh, outside of Star Wars land and all that. I want you to know that you're in our thoughts and prayers, buddy. And I'm super excited that I can say that without getting in trouble. Uh, but that was just a little duck. It's Something that happened story. today. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, um...
0: I you know, though right. I appreciate him saying, you know, it's a one stop shop because I'm a guy who appreciates like versatility and getting everything in one package. Exactly. So I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: And then you. we got, uh, we got Tyler Bucks. You guys remember Tyler? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't seen this one because I wasn't getting updates on Bucks our reviews, but cool. yeah, his uh, podcast uh, or his Bucks, uh, Apple's po- dollars, Apple podcast. Apple uh, podcast. ID is buckshot, which I thought was great with a dollar sign for the S. Yeah, Uh, like you said. One of the highlights of Celebration 2019 was recording the episode nine panel reaction podcast with David and his sons, Nate and Sam. Uh, They have such a bright future ahead of them, and their father, David, has a great head on his shoulders. Wow, Wow, thanks. uh, You're awesome, dude. Can't wait to work together more in the future, which there are some exciting things coming. which we can't wait to share <laughs> Me about. And i kind of overlooking at it. We talked you- about it. Remember the Facebook stuff? Oh, that's yeah. right. Never mind. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm and keep up team. on that Star Wars fun and positivity on the podcast. Are the bucks from Chatter Squadron? If you're not listening to Chatter Squadron, what do you guys say exactly. to this? You're not a true Star Wars fan. You're not a true Star Wars fan. All are hilarious, right. By the way. They are awesome. Uh, there is no poll this week. So for fun, we're Sorry just Sorry for deeply. So you, but team. you've got
0: to say. This week's podcast poll of the
1: week. This week's podcast. Last week's podcast poll of the week yeah, yeah, uh, doesn't exist it this week because it's fun. because frankly I didn't save it into my bookmarks and we didn't have a lot of votes and very few comments and Twitter deleted it. All right, and <laughs> Twitter deleted it. Impressive. Oops, wrong one. Which one? I, want? I yeah, got anybody? a bad feeling and about this. We really do need right. to get you sound more. I, I knew, I knew the whole sound, but I'm I'm doing okay with this. All right, so I guess we should move on uh, to the next segment. The English translation of the Japanese title of The Rise of Skywalker has fans wondering if there's a future to the Skywalkers. Meanwhile, another star of the film talks about being emotionally overwhelmed by the story, and Lucasfilm has taken J.J. Abrams' protege and put her in full control of a galaxy far, far away. It's time for hot takes. This is where the fun begins.
0: Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news?
1: Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. So, the Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker gets—it's the Rise of Skywalker. The rise God, of I did the that. Skywalker. It's on your shirt. I should be able to read that. The rise DNA. of the Skywalker. The Rise of the Skywalker. You'd be surprised how many podcasts actually are still saying that. Really? Um, rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, good people that were like in the media room with me. Um, you know. Anyway, uh, but not there. it's not you, bro axiom You guys are awesome, and you get it right every time. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. The, it should be the Rise of Skywalker. Star, uh, let's just go ahead and 5, 4, three. Anyway, uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> gets a different title in Japan. This is from Comic Book Review. We'll put the link in the Hot Takes segment of our web, uh, MakeyStarWars.net page and our... Webpage tatsumensus.com. time there. Yeah, according to the fan Twitter account Star Wars stuff, the film's Japanese theatrical title is Star Wars Dawn of Skywalker. Have you guys not seen this? I have. Okay, suggesting a new beginning of sorts for a Skywalker family in the eagerly anticipated film. Um, 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 BB Nate. First of all, you, what do you think
0: about all, this possibility? You know, it's in slow news week when you're taking translations from other countries
1: of a Star Wars title we talked about Force Awakens yep. it happened with Solo it happened with all of them like um, Jedi it's plural Last Jedi is plural the yeah. one, like the
0: Spanish the, and
1: it's not the first time it's happened remember yeah. the Polish one with Rise yeah. of Skywalker so oh,
0: was like, yeah. resurrection of Skywalker yeah. what
1: do you guys think the it's uh
0: interesting I think yeah, it's that's almost, a pretty I, much I, your, your answer <laughs> to everything I don't think he really has much of a future for Star Wars like we said it's a very loose, it's a it's a
1: translation you can't do much yeah. about it. You can't trust
0: Google. Yeah. Google Translate's not a lot. Of I
1: don't think it's Google Translate here, guys. I'm not, I'm I'm not thinking that at all.
0: Um, no, I do not think it means that we have a future for the Skywalkers. I feel like we need to be dumb with the Skywalkers. While, yes, Star Wars is about the Skywalkers, we've it has been expressed multiple times that this is the last in the Skywalker saga. Uh, Mark Hamill, I think I read somewhere that he said,
1: "Hey, shut your mouth. We're going to talk about that some other time." Oh, uh,
0: never mind. I'm spoiling much? things that I didn't even
1: know I was spoiling. Um, never mind. Go ahead and talk about it. So okay, never
0: listen.
1: mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. keep going. No, no it's not. It's not. I looked. All right, All right, right you're, you're, you're you're safe. Go. Okay. I I read somewhere that Mark Hamill
0: said that this will be his last
1: film, and as that he's coming himself. back as a Force Ghost. Right. That he specifically confirmed that.
0: So, but this is his last film as Luke Skywalker. So. Um, I don't think we should expect any more Skywalker stuff. I wouldn't, you know, I, I'm not upset with that. I feel like it's about time to move on. Um, so I don't think this means anything. I think it's just translations are weird.
1: BB Nate. Nobody can hear your head there, nodding.
0: Translate. I think that with this dawn of Skywalker, uh, I don't know, It maybe the group or... Bunch of other theories that we have talked about may be meaning for that, but it could just, be like the Skywalker's um, idea coming. Going yes, forward. but like Sammy said, I think it should just end it off. It's the last movie. Let's just leave it at the last movie. Nine movies in one short, in one saga can get really overdone. Yeah. I mean, I love the movies and all, and the storyline is oh, amazing obviously. for now.
1: But, <laughs> but let's move to a different storyline. Different storyline. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for something that. fresh. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that, that is being suggested that seems remotely interesting to me is the idea of maybe it's, you know, it's Ray, Finn, and Poe moving forward in another series of films and there, and you've got Ray training the, uh, a new generation of Skywalkers, like the Chiss Children element for us is what we've talked about, that kind of thing. You know, I mean, I think that that would be an interesting idea. I think the dawn of Skywalker is simply a translation choice that they made Yeah, as in like the dawn of the sun rising versus the sunrise. Of the sun. Yeah. That's uh, it's the same word. It's it's just used, utilized differently. We can't, you can't translate from English to Japanese and then back into, from Japanese into, into English. Um, and then make a, a ton of conclusions right. about that. Um, It'd be like saying, you know, the Bible was written in Hebrew, the Old Testament, and let's translate it into English from okay. biblical, and then translate it back into Hebrew from the English, like the like the Hebrew never actually occurred, uh-huh. and you would get a completely different Bible, right? Um, with it, it's like, just there are entire, it's just bad academics to make a there judgment. There are entire from. YouTube
0: channels about where they'll take lyrics from a song. Run it through Google Translate a whole bunch of times and then sing it again, and the lyrics make absolutely no sense. So,
1: So. all right, enough of that. Hmm. Uh, Carrie Russell, you guys know her, right? Zori Bliss, yep. She (laughs) says that the new Star Wars script made her cry (laughs) when she read it.
0: it's just a script and her lines. Well, she does drag Prius,
1: you know, you know, you guys know her connection like with JJ. No. no. Like, J.J. co-produced the TV show that made her a star, Felicity. She won two Emmys for it. Yeah, Never. And then he brought uh, brought her into the Mission Impossible movie, um, Mission Impossible 3, where she has that brief role Oh, like, yeah. Sure okay, it was his explodes. movie. I mean, there's lots of connections between her and J.J., hmm. interestingly Interesting. enough. Carrie Russell said that when J.J. Abr- and this is from abcnews.go.com, it's a pretty safe Why do source. they do that? Somebody want to explain to me why Disney properties, ESPN, ABC, Disney Channel, all that, they have to have that, that like, abcnews.go.com. Why do they do that? Why can't they just be abcnews.com? Why can't they just be ESPN.com? But you, you haven't read the rest oh. of the uh, link. Well, yeah, no, but, but, like, when you go to their website, it automatically goes to the .go.com. I don't understand that. Maybe somebody can explain Yes, because you expect us to know all the intricacies. It, was, it wasn't really design. a question I expected an answer to, but it was a question we I should wanted to communicate.
0: Preface? 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 Preface, whatever.
1: prefaced, Preface, that. Preface, yeah. Anyway, That's Carrie funny. Russell says that J. J. Abr- when J.J. Abrams sent her his version of the script for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, it overwhelmed her. In a good way or a bad way? When I read his way. script, that he wrote, I cried, She told the Associated Press in a recent interview. I mean, who knows what it will turn out to be, and I hope it remains true to what he originally wanted. Now, with similar statements having been made by Billy Lord, mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, Richard E. Grant, is this a sign of good things to come, or just more pre-release hyperbole? B Samuel. Bb Samuel. Bb Samuel.
0: Bb Samuel. Okay, so
1: that's we had to both speak at the same time, and you have to say the exact same thing. No, let's just go. Sam, I'll let you go.
0: Um, I don't think it's, you know, marketing tactics or pre-release hype. I think these are, you know, they're genuine opinions. Um, I'm guessing that her reactions
1: are positive.
0: You know, oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, uh, no, no. She would not come out and say she cried like she was. She hated it. Yeah, and some of the wording was a little bit vague. Um, but,
0: yeah, I assume that was the case. i When I'm you're excited. in a Star Wars movie, every word has to be vague. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, no, I'm excited. Uh, I think that the uh, she's got good opinions. She knows what she's doing. She's been in multiple uh, hit movies, obviously not Star Wars. And she's but. a Broadway
1: star. She's in Burn This with Adam Driver right now on Broadway.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, but, you know, she's worked with J.J. She knows what she's doing. I think this is good. Um, I'm sure the same things were said about Last Jedi, though. You know, people actors saying, "Oh, I read the script; it was great." I know Mark though was hesitant. Mark, read yeah, it Mark
1: was from the very beginning, you know, from the moment that he started talking about it, said he didn't uh, necessarily agree.
0: But I don't really remember anyone outright saying, "You know, they read the script and it was great." I that's it's been a year or two. I I can't remember. Yeah, a couple. Too percent. long. A, little, a while. Two years. Um since I've caught up on any of the, or re- remembered any of the interviews, so I could be wrong, but I don't remember hearing anything about that. Um, so this this is uh, encouraging for me. I mean, we're going to go see it anyway, and we're going to love it anyway, because um, it's Star Wars. Uh, but uh, are all, we no, plan on going to see this movie? Probably. Okay. As, maybe
1: a, a couple hey, dozen times?
0: Maybe even at a premiere ah red carpet premiere we'd love that anyway um yeah, and if they don't send us an invite then we're gonna be upset especially if they don't send us an they're apology. not true star wars fans mm-hmm. and we got to get an apology
1: letter too that's right that's right <laughs> been I've, been, I've been lights. busting my backside for never mind what, like All two right. years? <laughs> on this podcast being a star wars fan that's not what he said by the way what he really meant by that was that he'd been buzz- he'd been on this show for five years. He'd been a Star Wars fan his whole life. But anyway, I'm gonna God, I'm you. gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on that. It was mis- anyway. it was poorly worded, but it was misinterpreted. So anyway, he shouldn't have said any anyway. Keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. We don't Hold want on, to talk I about. Finished,
0: I finished. Oh, okay. Uh, what were you talking about?
1: Carrie <laughs> <Kerry> Russell. Love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, you even brought up sort of the Richard Grant and, and some of that stuff. Yes, yeah, so. I was wondering because there's a
0: lot of stuff circulating with just this script, like. Richard e. Grant said that he walked in, told what his character was, and the room started spinning, and it was insane. But it looks like he's just a general. He's a Legion general,
1: general pride. We don't even know what a Legion General means. I know, but I'm excited. It's like that. Grand Moff, but in, like, the first First order, order time, yeah.
0: So, whoopity-doop. <laughs> whoopity-doop. <laughs> Army officer. He's a, Great. You know, he's a naval officer. We gotta we gotta get that on our
1: soundboard. Whoopity-doop. Whoopity-doop.
0: <laughs> Can we have DJ say that in the Rise of Skywalker, please? Oh
1: yeah, whoopity doo! That would be cool. Anyway, I so you just, think it's just it's good news, but you're, you're not going to read I, too th- much into it? Yeah. Okay. I think it's awesome. I think I, when when fans of the of the movie uh, movies get to be in the movies and mm. and and I also just don't hope that this is just fan service movie. Oh, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be amazing. We're gonna talk a little or bit more. Or it about could be that.
0: like End Game fan service.
1: That good. Was- you In know, when I think of of movies that uh, were fan service that surprised me and I still loved tremendously, I think of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, I also think of Mission Impossible Fallout. Yep, yeah, because of as being you know pretty good, pretty big Mission Impossible fans. I love those movies the all the different Easter eggs, all the little tiebacks to other movies oh, and yeah. all those moments. If you're a super fan, you're sitting there freaking out the whole time, let's just remember that JJ Abrams is a pretty big part of the Mission Impossible world.
0: That was a great movie too. All right, last I one, they're right? making anyway. two more.
1: They're making more? Two more. With Tom Cruise? Is, old. is it gonna be in a walker? <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker co-producer Michelle Regwan. Machine guns pop out the side. Hey, I'm trying Walker. to. I'm trying to host a show here. You want to pay attention? <laughs> We're
0: having fun. I know the we are having fun. Game.
1: A tennis ball game. <laughs> like an up. Yeah. Like, right. But the tennis balls are grenades. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, the rise of Skywalker co-producer Michelle Regwan hired as Lucasfilm's senior vice president of live action development and production. Source was Variety magazine. Oh, is you guys over the, the Tom Cruise thing for a moment? You guys heard that that we can of if you guys can't, you guys did hear that, J, that Justin Bieber like challenged him. Yes, to and I, he's serious. He's trying to fight Tom Cruise. I didn't read why. I'm just going to be real honest. I got one thing to say to you, Justin Bieber. Great kid. Don't get cocky. You're going to get your butt kicked if I you get going to a see, cage with him. Well,
0: I mean, didn't Tom Cruise actually like train for those movies? Oh, he yeah. did all the stunts.
1: He did deny all. Well, stuff, most of but them. He did a lot of them.
0: I want to see this fight. I, w- I hope it's like the beginning of the Jason. <laughs> and now they just do... like one punch. Yeah, you know? there, there, There's now a new challenge where how old is how much older is he? Oh, I don't know. Top, like I, thirty-five. Challenge someone that yeah, many so you years. Challenge older. someone that many years older than you to, to a fight. <laughs>
1: I'd be challenging Jimmy Stewart probably if I was doing <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. Oh, oh. he's still alive. No, he's been dead for yeah. years. I was, I was exaggerating. Okay. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, this source is right. Really not. Kathleen Kennedy said that Michelle Reguon would be responsible for shaping the future in all areas of story development from theatrical film development to live action content for Disney. Plus Kennedy also said that working with Michelle over the last seven years as producer on both the force awakens and now on the rise of Skywalker, uh, That she has seen firsthand her quote was, I've seen firsthand her skills collaborating with writers and directors, and I've been incredibly impressed with her creative skills and her ability to manage the complexity surrounding the massive projects. I know the importance of building a team that you trust and having fun working with them, it's paramount to our success. What <laughs> made the me, trust, like, trust tree? Me. Dave Filoni's gotten to Kathleen Kennedy. Reginald's resume is definitely impressive, including work on Star Trek Into the Dark Into Darkness and Super Eight, along with the Star Wars films that she's been involved with. Mind. Now that this decision has been announced, what do you think this means for future productions in the galaxy far, far away? Hmm. Hmm. Who is this lady? <laughs> Well, She's, I mean, this is the problem when you're, like, a background co-producer and stuff like that. You're not J.J. J. Abrams. You're not yeah. uh, Ryan Johnson and stuff. But I would think, uh, from what I'm reading, you know, when it, w- the thing I see consistent with Michelle Regwan and her movies and she is J. J. she J. is to J.J. Abrams, Super 8, mm-hmm. Star Trek Into Darkness. Into Darkness is a con, right? Yep. Force oh, Awakens good. and now Rise of Skywalker that's movies. That's Those good. are all J.J. movies. Right. Okay. So I see two... I see two uh, parallels with her. Okay. I see she just so you guys understand, she is to JJ what Ram Bergman was or is to Ryan Johnson. They work really okay. closely together. Now what we're seeing is is she's getting ready to take on her new role. So there's, there, I'm just letting you understand that relationship with JJ in the same way that you understand Ryan Bergman's is with. Ryan, Ryan. Okay. But I'm thinking back to a lot of the stuff that she was involved uh, that Kathleen Kennedy was involved with with Steven Spielberg. Kathleen Kennedy pro- produced and co-produced and worked alongside Steven Spielberg on some of his biggest movies and My then goodness. moved into this new these new like she came out of that shadow mm-hmm. and became a massive you know, producer out on completely on her own. I'm not trying to diminish anything Kathleen Kennedy ever did with Steven Spielberg. When I say that, I'm just saying that there was this really good relationship they worked together on, and then Kathleen Kennedy sort of moved to the next level um, with that. So I kind of get the feeling that that's what's going on with Michelle Regwan here. Um, it's interesting, you know. Uh, didn't who won the who won the bidding war for JJ? Do you guys remember? Because it just came out a couple, like last the week. Who the bidding war for JJ Abrams? Like going forward after this this movie is over, Never. like he's like getting like an exclusive contract, and he's Warner Brothers or something like that. Basically, got him to completely partner with them on a whole bunch of different stuff. Hmm. And so now JJ's movie—I don't know what movies it's going to be, but you can look it up online. There's lots of articles about it. I read one, but I saw lots of them anyway. <laughs> um, Because once I've read one, they all start sounding the same. But anyway, um, J.J.'s kind of going off and doing his own thing now. And he's not going to be involved in Star Wars after this movie. Hmm. I'm almost certain of it. I think Catherine Kennedy is saying, come alongside us. Let's do this. But what do you guys think? I mean, do you think this is what we're waiting for? We, they wanted to make this announcement with Michelle Redgwine, bring her in, let her have her moment. And then she's going to be the one that's part of bringing out these announcements for new Disney plus series, like a potential Kenobi, um, potentially announcing Ryan Johnson series and movies, uh, all these different types of things. What do you guys think? Hmm.
0: No, I think it's definitely possible. Um, one of the things that I thought of is since she is so closely related with JJ and they are releasing this now I think that they that they think that Rise of Skywalker is going to be, do really well because they're putting all their cards out there that you know this, this lady was worked with Kind of elevating
1: her to the spotlight throughout right. the Rise of Skywalker stuff.
0: Right. Um, so I feel like that they're putting a bet on that rise of Skywalker is going to do well with putting her out there early. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I definitely think that uh, she's gonna she's gonna get, have a, a huge role. I feel like eventually she may take a mantle from president, um,
1: take over for Kathleen. Yeah, something like that. She's yeah. gonna have to she's gonna have to prove her chops before they oh, that, yeah. you move to that role because you've got to not only be. Um, an extremely smart and intelligent person, but you got to be able to take the the heat that comes with that oh, position, yeah. as Kathleen Kennedy is mm-hmm. has experienced. And so, um, I'm 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 excited. I think anytime you start making an announcement like this, you're going to see some amazing things come. Oh, from. Yeah. What do you think, Samuel I, or BB I, Nate? Gosh, I don't even know my own son's name. So. <laughs> BB Nate, go. Yeah,
0: I'm liking what's being said with the whole new Disney Plus series. I Hope we get a Kenobi, but like you were saying, I I mean, she may take up the mantle of president, but it's a difficult job
1: and I don't know. I think we're a long ways away from that. Happening. Yes. And yeah. Kathleen oh. Kennedy got a contract. I agree. But, him. uh, I don't myself. I don't know who this person is. I don't know if they've taken a lot of heat. For well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not actually good. asking you guys to give any interpretation of who this person is and what she's done. What I'm asking you guys is, do you think that now that they've made this announcement that this is going on, that this is going, this means there's more announcements coming about new movies, new series, that kind of stuff. Otherwise, what's the point of even bringing this bringing this person on and doing this?
0: I think definitely, um, especially because there's not going to be any movies um, for three years. Um, now, I don't think they said that there aren't going to be movies on Disney Plus. They may do some stuff on there, but um, I think that. They're doing this so that after the Rise of Skywalker, they can be like, all right, here's some stuff to look forward to for the next few years till we start uh, churning out some more movies. So I feel like that they're introducing her so that way we, we – right now, so that way we can get accustomed to her, get familiar with who she is. That way when the first announcement's made, we're not like, who is this chick? You know? Um, that's my my thoughts on it, though. Go bb me. Yeah. Um, I think that they're – in the foreseeable future, there is no Star Wars news that they can release till rise of Skywalker. We just don't know. You're not gonna, we're not going to hear anything no, more we're not gonna about hear new anything, movies, the new TV series, series or anything just, like that? Well, what it's looking right now, no. But I do think that with this being released now, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more announcements
1: later on. Maybe tomorrow, Wednesday, during the Star Wars show. I think they're going to let this mm. ride itself out yeah, for a little while. Well. Let it breathe. Interesting. We'll have to wait and see. So in the 20 years since the release of Episode One, The Phantom Menace, Star Wars fans have wondered and speculated about the infamous Chosen One prophecy. This prophecy has continued to appear in canon and recently has been fully revealed in Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice. So what is the Chosen One prophecy? And could it be a part of a grand plan for the manipulation of the Jedi constructed by the Sith? themselves
0: Rebellions are built on hope If you live long enough you see the same eyes in different people
1: I find your lack of faith disturbing All right, so I guess for those of you that may be new to Star Wars or relatively new to Star Wars, we should probably take some time to explain, explain, explain the Chosen One prophecy. You to yawn or you to sneeze. Which one you going to do? No. All right, stand I'm going to let it over to go. Put it over to you. I was not prepared for this. I know, but explain just like in general, like how the Chosen One prophecy came about and how it's on a surface, like, understood within the Star Wars canon. I don't remember how it came about. Uh, but generally what it, it
0: means and what it says is that someone will arise. Uh, I believe it says that of a virgin birth. Um, I may be wrong about that. Uh, someone will
1: arise to bring balance to the Force. Okay. You know, between the light and the dark. That's and so the, it, it's just to kind of clarify. The first time we hear this is Qui-Gon Jinn in... The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we hear about this. And it's just there's someone is going to come along, um, a chosen one that's going to bring balance to the Force. And that's all we knew for a long time mm-hmm. um, throughout the prequel trilogies and th- that kind of stuff. Um, is, it, is, it, is it considered a settled um, understanding of who the chosen one is?
0: Not in my mind, but I feel like most people think it's Anakin, but... Um, from rebels and, and other things I feel like it could also mean Luke yeah or it could mean it could have meant Anakin he failed and now it means Luke one yeah. of the two it could have been Ezra as well no why I'm do you sure. say this just... oh, he okay. he's
1: very powerful in the forest as well okay who uh, okay so 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 that's basically it. let's just read the pro- <laughs> all right never mind um, thought we get, thought we'd get a little bit further with that part of the conversation but we'll just keep going there all right uh, here's the actual prophecy okay From From Master and Apprentice, Apprentice, but as it's written in the ancient prophecies of the Jedi. All right. Exactly as it's written. Only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. The danger of the past is not past, but sleeps in an egg. When the egg cracks, it will threaten the, the galaxy entire. When the force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine. That's kind of weird. A chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored. So pretty much we always thought of the prophecy as the last couple lines there, not the whole first. Right. A chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him the ultimate balance in the force will be restored. Right that's what we always thought of as the prophecy. But there's a lot more to this. Let's break it down just really quick. And we spent more time talking about this on our episode back a couple of months ago after Star Wars Celebration with Anthony Bresson. Because mm-hmm. yep. this prophecy itself inf- uh, influenced his uh, his theory about mm-hmm. uh, Ray being the potential, like a combining and, and all of that and the egg cracking and yeah. stuff. Only through the sacrifice of many Jedi will the Order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. Some people think that the nameless – who do you think that the nameless could be? Palpatine. No. No, I, I, I don't know. I can't the nameless sound like it's a lot of people. Right. Or beings, right? Pa- killed or massacred in some Skywalkers. way. Skywalkers. Clones. Some people really mm. feel like the clones were being, the Jedi Order failed. They threw these clones into this war. They created these clones. They were nameless. They were all numbers, fives, oh, all that God. kind of stuff. They, um, with they the, gave each, they other, gave each names. other names, but that wasn't their names. They were right. given codes, mm-hmm. like, kind of like FN2187 and all that right. kind of stuff. But, but that's it. I think that's interesting. The danger of the past is not past, but sleeps in an egg. So something that happened in the past that you think is gone isn't. It sleeps in an egg. Mm. Now, some people think that's Vader and the the cloning chamber, the the chamber that he was there. Some people think that it could be a clone scenario uh, that's being played out with that. We'll have to see. When the egg cracks, it will threaten the galaxy entire. I have no clue what that could be. When the force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine I, I'm confused and then we have the part we always know right. chosen one shall come born of no father and through him will ultimate balance in the force it's be restored. like whoever wrote this was like how confusing can we make it well <laughs> and that's sort of the big point of of the master and apprentice of um, concept or or, or storyline when it comes to the prophecies is they are they are not easily interpretate interpreted interpreted uh, they, they're not easily interpreted they they are complicated they could come you could have multiple different positions on them and they can cause you know as Yoda said. He, consistently warned about this prophecy and others have especially mentioned in the Master and Apprentice book. And Dooku, you talk about and, a little bit and, of Dooku. Yeah. And the future is always in motion, he says. Um, it even says that trying to interpret these prophecies is an exercise in the dark side of the force, hmm. um, with it. And so that's why it's interesting that this, that, that Qui-Gon gets pulled, keeps being pulled into it. It's, I thought it was interesting. I read that it was written in an ancient high Alderanian. Um, hmm. language and it could and they believe that most understand most believe that it predated the Jedi word, that this well, prophecy existed long before that but
0: doesn't it mention the Jedi
1: it just says only through the sacrifice of many Jedi yes but it, couldn't, be, it couldn't have predated but Jedi, Jedi could be they, they could have people that were Jedi before That's the order the, prophecy. the order was created oh. and that could be the prophecy element too okay so
0: yeah it could have existed before the order but there could have been Jedi. now that makes more sense
1: I want us to go to our favorite episode of all time in Star Wars Rebels which is? Purgles. Purgles? No, not. not. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Yeah. I was no, like the worst episode of Rebels, but it was. It still- became one <laughs> of the best episodes because of what happens at the end. But, anyway. uh, but the it game. was uh, Twin Sons. Yeah, Twin Sons. We have our friend uh, Maul in this. Not Darth Maul. He's Maul at this no, time. He's Maul. And uh, he gets into the confrontation with Obi with Ben Kenobi. Uh, ben kicks his tail in a second and then um, cradles it in his arms as he dies, just like Qui-Gon did, which is an amazing bookend to that storyline. I'm going to cry a little bit. Um, anyway, what does what does Maul say about the Chosen One in that moment? Is he the Chosen One? Is he the Chosen One? I'm referring to Luke. Well, Yes. Okay. Is he the Chosen One? And then what does he say about what the Chosen One... W- Will do. He will avenge us. He will, will, he aven, he, he will avenge us. Mm. So my question then to you guys mm. is, do you think, if this prophecy is as old as it seems to suggest, mm. predating even the Jedi Order potentially? So thousands of years. Could it be a prophecy that existed within the Sith Order as well? Could the Sith have their own Chosen One prophecy?
0: Hmm. Well, I feel like if this existed before the Order, the line between Sith and Jedi was probably a lot more
1: blurred. Um, it wasn't as, as defined, so there could well. Yeah, be- no, I mean, I think that's pretty much what we know. Yeah, from from. Pre old republic times mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff that this line was, was very much blurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, the balance of the dark and the light and all that kind of stuff. And then it fractured. We talked Which about that with about JG when we were talking about the comics mm-hmm. and, and, and all that. Some of the stuff that they've revealed mm-hmm. about that. So, so could they both have known, could both orders, BB Nate, have known about the chosen one prophecy before this division? Took place and then have their own interpretations of that.
0: I I don't know where this is coming from, and it's not entirely related. But maybe there was just this one group of force users. They were all called the Jedi, right? And and they were using all aspects of the force, right? Okay. Then this prophecy came about, and eventually, um, they started deciding what it should mean. And eventually, the split occurred. And that formed the Sith and the Jedi, but they still sort of both kind of held on to that same prophecy, but they had different interpretations. Hence, the Jedi and the Sith. Hold that thought, were,
1: oh. and remind me about that. Okay. All right. What do you think about this idea? Could this uh, could this have been something that predated both of the, the, the division of the Jedi and the Sith, and could mm-hmm. they have both continued that same prophet or same had that same element of the Chosen One prophecy within both orders? I'd say. Yes, I think this did predate
0: the Jedi Order and the Sith Order and everything. I think it predated that. But I do think that they had different interpretations of the Chosen One prophecy. But they both could have had the Chosen One prophecy. Yes. I think they're I think the Chosen One prophecies could be not exact opposites, but have the exact opposite
1: ideas of what could be going on. Kind of like biblical interpretation. Yes. Where you've got, you've got the same verses or the same passages in scripture, but different religious denominations Mm -hmm. and different groups interpret those verses very differently And, and then actually divide over those interpretations. It's actually a very, and, and, and let's just be honest. This idea of the force and the Jedi and all that, that is the religious element of the Star oh, Wars absolutely. galaxy. So if they're taking these prophecies and these, sc- scriptures for lack of a common phrase, uh, you know, or for, for in our, our, our purposes here mm-hmm. and both and interpreting them, like coming down very strongly on two different sides of what that could mean and then going and diverting it. It could even be that the prophecy as it's listed by the Jedi is worded differently mm-hmm. than the prophecies that were listed as it was originally written. Um, when they when it was a, yeah. a first given, and the Sith have a completely different version of it as well. But this idea of the Chosen One exists within both.
0: Yeah, and even with the Sith and Jedi Code, they're yeah. exact opposites, but they both have the same idea. Well, well they they the same pattern have the it. same <laughs> yeah, yeah. ideas too. Yeah. Hmm. I would.
1: I want to see a movie of this now.
0: (laughs) Like Uh this whole order, and then this like civil war between them. Oh, so
1: you're talking about the Benioff and Weiss, and then the Ryan Johnson overlapping series of trilogies? No, I'm just talking about maybe Benioff and Weiss doing this or something. No, I mean this is this is where remember we talked about this, right? This is going to be the Benioff and Weiss do the Sith version, and Ryan does. The, the Jedi version, and then they come together for the big, great Civil War battle. Well, no,
0: because
1: at, at the beginning... Maybe it happens at the beginning. beginning. Who knows? All right. Anyway, 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 anyway. But I think it's an interesting idea. Yeah, here's what we do know about the Sith. They have got this uh, history of manipulation, okay? Going back to before the old Republic... Mm -hmm. And all of this kind of stuff with the rule of two, right? So, my understanding again, I'm not an old Republic guy. I'm not a Legends guy. Um, you give me the original trilogy movies, the prequel movies, and then new canon, Mm -hmm. um, since, since 2012. But pretty much anything new canon, though. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I don't have, I'm not grounded in all of that lore. Mm-hmm. that so many people are with it but they've but we do know that this idea of Darth Bane and the rule of 2 mm-hmm. existed in the pre-republic era uh, old republic era or right. in that time period uh, the rule of 2 being by Darth Bane it, it, the specific rule of 2 is there two there should be no more no less one to embody power the other to crave it and the purpose of the rule of 2 was for them to hide themselves well, and, and to protect themselves from being destroyed by the Jedi Order until they were able to rise up and defeat the Jedi. That was the whole purpose of the rule of two. What I understood
0: is that in the Old Republic, there were too many Sith, and they started fighting against each other, and it became dangerous.
1: So then he enacted the rule of two, so that wasn't as chaotic. But- well, yeah, absolutely, but I think a part of the reason was is because this constant battle was going on between within, within the Sith. Mm. They were defeating themselves as much as the Jedi were defeating them in the Civil War. And so the result was Bane comes up with the Rule of Two in order to say, at least we won't be defeating ourselves. Let's hide. Let's build our strengths. Let's get more, let's get more powerful in the dark side until we're able to overcome the Jedi and the light side makes of, of this. I think that's why I always, I always understood that's, that's sort of the way that it yeah. had progressed over the thousands of years. Which just goes to show how powerful the Sith are because two of them were able to conquer the entire Jedi Order to conquer the galaxy one under right the nose of thousands of Jedi and it's really it's just Sidious because mm. I mean he gets uh, Maul is uh, he rejects Maul Dooku is killed Vader is less than what he would have been had he not been just right. you, and you know, that almost was, killed and he got Vader pretty much after he had taken exactly he, it's Sidious that does this which leads me to sort of the whole point it's interesting I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute uh but here's it's interesting too because if you like see this connection between the Jedi and the Sith you see that in Coruscant you see that in the Jedi temple Hey you guys I mean I know we talked about this I remember this is this will be a fun memory uh, trip down memory lane probably for you guys but especially for our our listeners Um this is all the way into of 2015 Okay we're getting ready uh, it's the night before The Force Awakens comes out And I found an article online that was like, everything that you need to know about Star Wars before the Force Awakens, everything that's happened in new canon... All the rise of, uh, or the the journey to Force Awakens stuff. It was like all these bullet points of things, and I read this, and it talks about you guys know that the Jedi Temple on Coruscant was built yeah, over the ruins yeah. of a Sith temple, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember reading that uh, the night before we with to you guys, and your eyes like lighting up, trying to figure that out before we went to the Force Awakens. It's just a, 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 a memory yeah. of mine. I don't, I
0: don't remember
1: that. Yeah, um, it's interesting. So, so we have the the fir- where's the first Jedi Temple. This is not okay. a cop. Octoo. Okay. All right. So I we're told talking. You, I'm slower night. No, we're good. You're, you, it's on. It's on Octu. Eventually, they move the Jedi Temple from Octu to Coruscant, and it's not just this choice that has to do with the Galactic Republic, the Republic, mm-hmm. or the old Republic, or anything mm-hmm. like that. It has to do with the fact that there's this location on Coruscant that they've known for millennia. How do we know that the Jedi Temple is on Octu? Because they've said that. Remember Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon with Finn and Rey? He's like, uh, some people think he went to go find the first Jedi temple. Yes, exactly. On Octoo, everybody knows it's, no, it's, it's been established in in the comics but, and stuff.
0: Well, because in the movies you don't see that it was on too He goes and he says, "No, it's established
1: in um, in some of the uh, the comic books, and it's pretty pretty well accepted that that was the first Jedi temple." How do I know this? Because I looked that up on Wikipedia today. Um, which I actually trust Wikipedia. And when they guys wanna when they wanna move the Pork Stowaway title away from that to the Turbus the Porg title, uh, we'll be happy to
0: Wait, I thought Turbus was canon on there in there.
1: No, but the title of the section is Pork Stowaway. That's what he is. He's a Pork Stowaway. But he's defined within that as Terms. Terms the right, which is how it should
0: be. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Yeah. All is the as pilot
1: of the movie is Chewbacca. It's not Chewbacca, but they, but yeah. Chewbacca has his own page on Wikipedia. Yeah, well,
0: the the page. Anyway, special.
1: all right, all right. So the relocation uh, it was constructed the temple. On Coruscant was constructed Atop a highly force sensitive location That had changed hands Between the Jedi and the Sith For, th- for thousands of years They warred over this location hmm. uh, For a long time Because it was so powerful In the force um, With it A portion of the ruins Upon which Like we talked about The Jedi built their temple Included a section of a Sith temple That led to a clouding of the force That increasingly impacted The Jedi Council
0: Yeah um, Yoda yeah,
1: talked about that Well Yoda know, talks about that It's getting, it's getting clouded But mm-hmm. the reason we find out Is because I think it's in Clone Wars stuff um, in the in the lost missions, we start seeing that there's that they reveal that to some extent. Okay, that that's what yeah, it I is, I and I, and it was also in the uh, um, shattered. I think it's shattered. Uh, Which one? Shattered Empire is that the comic books after that come out that happened right after Return of the Jedi uh, that were released in the pre- prelude to Force Awakens, right? Shattered Empire it talks yeah. about that. Poe Dameron's mom and Luke and some others are. are I just read the first issue, so yeah. I don't know what it's the okay. Um, which is, this is a really interesting idea that they brought into, uh, the storyline because in the ancient religions, in like, you know, in battles between different gods in the ancient Near East and religions and stuff like that, you literally would build your temples to your god. Intentionally, you would build them on top of the temples, the ruins of the temples of the other gods. And the purpose was of that you were, that your nation defeated, the, the gods of the nation you defeated, you would tear down their, the temple to their gods and build your temple uh, directly on top of it to demonstrate that your God was more powerful. (laughs) So it's again, going back to the religion side of this, um, with it, Then Darth Sidious transferred the Jedi Temple into the Imperial Palace after the Order 66 and the fall of the Republic. So this has been going on um, with this. So you've got this battle between the Jedi and the Sith. You've got this, this thing that's been happening for thousands of years. And so all of this is sort of informing this theory that's come out. I'm going to talk about it for just a couple of minutes and get your thoughts on it. The theory is that could the Chosen One prophecy be a manipulation of the Jedi devised by Darth Sidious to bring about the destruction of the Jedi Order? Okay, so here's what it is. Putting all the pieces together then, the Chosen One prophecy, this is from ScreenRand.com, I'll link to it. Uh, putting all these pieces together then, the Chosen One prophecy could well lie at the heart of Palpatine's master plan. He didn't just want to create and rule an empire, he wanted to rule it forever, is the idea. So they are suggesting that we that maybe this idea of Palpatine transferring his Force Essence... His essence from one body to another has been going on for millennia. Hmm. And that the whole Plagueis thing happened thousands of years ago. And Palpatine is just one element, uh, one one person that he's indwelt. That Sidious is indwelt uh, through this process. And there, that's a theory with it. Because we really don't have a dating on Plagueis in the new canon.
0: Yeah, no, we don't. We
1: have a dating on Palpatine's birth on Naboo. But if he's being indwelt by Darth Sidious' essence right. is the idea. Which... Yeah, no, go, go ahead, go So, um, he knew he'd have to use Darth Plagueis, his power to manipulate the midichlorians and create the perfect host. Mm-hmm. This goes back to that host idea, right? But the compl- complicating factor is that Palpatine wouldn't necessarily know where in the galaxy this powerful being had been born.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if, you know, this is going on, he isn't going to be able to figure it out. So Palpatine gave the prophecy of the chosen one to the Jedi, or perhaps even fabricated it all together. Knowing that as the Jedi Order grew, the Jedi would organize themselves so that any Force sensitives would be brought to the Temple. Hmm. Which goes into stuff that happens in Rebels, it happens in Clone Clone Wars, this... They're trying to steal these Jedi children or these Force-sensitive children, and and Sidious is sending bounty hunters to do it, and there's all these weird things that are going on with that. It's kind of an interesting idea. Uh, The Jedi would serve his goal, bringing his creation to Coruscant for training, and when they encountered this Force-born child, they'd naturally make him a priority. Okay, so when they found the person that he manipulated the Force to give birth to, they brought him to the temple, he would find out mm-hmm. that that had happened and know that this is the host he's been looking for. So what do you guys think of the theory so far as like an, is it plausible or very, I'm liking it a lot. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> if the theory is true, then Palpatine's millennia long plan moved its to its end game nine years before star Wars episode one, the phantom menace when he manipulated the midichlorians and created the chosen one. As we see glimpses of in dark, uh, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, episode 25. Again, the writers of that were like, how confusing can we make this comic and just put it out in canon? Yeah, exactly. Um, presumably at this point in time, he'd already positioned himself so that should the child be brought to Tatooine, or excuse me, to the temple, excuse me, he'd be able to subtly exert an influence. Um, and then there's you know all the books that have confirmed that a Senator uh, Palpatine had ex- uh, tons of connections with the Jedi mm-hmm. um, with this. So here's where Darth Sidious' plan almost went wrong. Because Anakin Skywalker is born on an outer rim planet um, of Tatooine outside of the Republic. Mm. Uh, and the Jedi never discovered him as an infant mm. at That's all. True. So it falls apart. But fortunately for Palpatine, the dark side of the Force was ascendant, and as a result, events began to conspire against the Jedi. Qui-Gon Jinn, obsessed with the prophecies, one of the very few that actually did study him, stumbles upon a nine-year-old Anakin Skywalker on Tatooine and brings him to the temple. Palpatine must have been delighted because Anakin hadn't been trained as a Jedi from an early age. He was that much easier to manipulate. Darth Sidious's plan were back on track for the next few years until the moment when Anakin's body was so badly injured on Mustafar and he ceased to be a viable host. And that's when things all fell apart. And ever then, since then, he's been trying to recover. If, which then you have potentially Rey, the Rise of Skywalker. Star, Kylo Ren, Ian. Kylo Ren, the, son, the grandson of Vader, all this kind of stuff. What do you think?
0: I really love this idea. I love the idea of there being this one singular bad guy throughout millennia, manipulating things to his um, his plan. Which makes it a little bit more plausible to where, like, for me... Um, about Palpatine being able to manipulate the Jedi. In how uh, how old was he in, in Phantom Menace? Uh, that, that we know. Oh, that? I think
1: it is 40s or so, okay. 50s. Yeah. So, okay.
0: How would he, in 40 years, be able to line everything up that perfectly
1: to where he takes over? I think it makes, especially more sense. as a good portion of that, he's just in a, uh, he's a Sith apprentice.
0: Exactly. So I feel like it, may, it makes unless it
1: he hard. is more powerful in the Force than we could ever dream.
0: Well, of. I feel like that could still be the case with him surviving over millennia. You know, jumping from host to host. He's been lining stuff up not for 40 years, but for thousands of years, you know? Um, I think that makes it a lot more sense. It makes him seem like even more of a bad guy. You know, it's this cosmic um, scale bad guy, you know, who's been not just for 40 years or even, you know, uh, however long that spans from episode one to episode nine, because uh, we, you know, we talked about him jumping from uh, in, in that timeline too. Um, you know, not just that, but for long before that, he's been the bad guy of this universe, you know,
1: like um I don't want I hope this doesn't come across sacrilegious, but almost like Satan. I was thinking the exact same thing. It's kind I of mean, like really, Satan that you're know, for thousands of years, uh since the beginning of time until now, has been trying to manipulate, he's been trying to deceive in this in the Christian religion, that's what you believe. Right. Um, with that he is the ultimate evil. Um, he is patient. Um, he, which is, it's, it's very much like this story, this idea plays into that.
0: And so I, I, and then I, I feel like maybe this chosen one prophecy, maybe there's been a chosen one for thousands of years, right? But he hasn't been found or he wasn't told what his greatest purpose was or, or or something just just kept happening,
1: replicating itself
0: that to where he wasn't able to.
1: He wasn't discovered or wasn't doing that.
0: Right. So this chosen one had to keep being reincarnated as well. Um, Or the
1: Force just creating him. Or or
0: something like that. You know what I mean. Um, To balance off uh, Sidious or Palpatine, whatever we're going to call him. Um, And then eventually things line up perfectly to where Anakin came and was found. And then that failed. So it fell into Luke. And then that failed with Luke. So it had to move to Rey. Um, So it's like... The Force is, for thousands of years,
1: been trying to balance out... And Ben Solo. I think Ben Solo is a big part of that. That's that theory.
0: Um, The Force has been trying to balance out this evil for millennia. And then I feel like this would add a great way to conclude the story, and it would finish things off to where there's not this huge cosmic problem, is that at the end of Episode Nine, this Chosen One, this greater being, overthrows the greatest evil in the galaxy, and then everything's okay because... It's not been Everything is another restored Sith, to the balance right? Thing. It's not just been another Sith that's been around for uh, a few decades. No, it's been the bad guy, the evil for thousands of years, and the good for thousands of years. That have finally.
1: That's interesting. Everything's to they-
0: You touched on a little bit earlier that he is like has maybe more force ability than we could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is the essence of the Sith. Maybe he is the force essence. The of ultimate example. He is the chosen one. May-
1: Maybe he's the chosen one of the Sith. He's the chosen one of the Sith, Uh and he keeps moving. He's the one that fulfills that prophecy. And uh, the Sith prophecy, he thinks he's fulfilling it. Hmm.
0: And when... And he took the form of Plagueis, maybe. That was his host. And then he died and went to the host of Palpatine. And -hmm. keeps moving on to different people. Maybe he took on an apprentice, and he died and moved to the host of Palpatine. And... This isn't really weird, but I would just love to see a giant, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, a giant force battle between this. These two chosen ones? A right. Sith version, a of pure, line, and and a pure, version of the chosen one? And a Jedi version of the chosen one? Pure light and dark, just fighting. Or maybe he tries to take another host, and it's just this big. Battle in between the the force. It would
1: tough. definitely bring things to a conclusion. Well, I mean, it's, and it's interesting because they have gone on record since the Star Wars Celebration. They have said that this the the uh, Vanity Fair article mm-hmm. specifically stated, and of course some of that stuff they've already had to retract, but they didn't retract this one. Um, the Vanity Fair article stated that this will bring the conclusion of the millennium long battle. Millennium long battle between this, the Jedi. And the Sith.
0: I feel like this is a little bit too good to be true. I don't think <laughs> this is going to happen because this sounds amazing. Um, like you said, it would be an amazing fan service, right? But I, I feel like it's yeah. No, there's no it's way it's worked for Disney with nose. Avengers. No, but I'm saying there's no way we hit this on the nose with. Well, we didn't come up with this theory. No, I'm 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 just saying you know all the details and stuff. I don't I don't think this is going to happen. It's too. Good to, to be true. true I'm hoping JJ figured this out before uh, we did or something
1: maybe this um, is what Brian's movies are going to be about how the front end of all this started
0: oh. <laughs> I really <laughs> like this idea because it, it, it's it, then it becomes more than just spaceships and lightsabers you know it's it is good versus evil
1: and it's fun for us because we can we can draw connections to what we think as we've said we've been Mm -hmm. clear on the show from the very beginning what we consider the biggest the greater story Mm -hmm. uh, that's out there the story between the the true battle between good and evil uh and and uh and so it helps us tie those connections a little bit more and we probably are are reading more into this story as a result of that understanding of that battle but i think it's going to be fun to see what happens (laughs)
0: <laughs> now I'm going to be disappointed if this doesn't happen. <laughs>
1: no, you won't. Well, on that note, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else?
0: Uh, Del Rey reveals the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive
1: cover for *Thrawn: Treason*. Have you seen this, guys? Yes. On red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all chis. It
0: took me a second to figure it out. I was like, I, I mean, I was tired. I mean, it's
1: obviously the Chiss ascendancy behind it. Right, you no, know, it was
0: early in the morning. I didn't really catch it until someone, like comp pointed it out oh, i I'm looked like, right away when i saw it and i'm like oh dang they're going there <laughs> but this that, that doesn't make sense because i guess it's really not can't be treason because you know he's still with the empire and rebels um so yeah it'll be interesting to see how that story plays out and then the next marvel star wars miniseries includes snoke backstory and ben's fall to the dark side well, um, everyone's been asking for since the last hello day. and oh, uh, like right after last Jedi, we were talking about Snoke's backstory and how it wasn't released, and some people were disappointed about that. And I said that they should release it in maybe a comic or a book. Talk about that. And then <laughs> why are like, we getting royalties off this?
1: I know, gosh. And then you, Lucasfilm, C- C- you C- like, steal our name, and now you steal our ideas. I'm t- I'm expecting an apology letter, MRP pr- or by just, next week, just tickets or, to the premiere. That's yes, all we're asking.
0: Too. And you were like, no, because then people would have to buy more things and all that kind of stuff, and then they'd be disappointed. I think that people are going to be more excited that it's in a comic form than anything, because that's a very original Star Wars fan kind of thing to read comics and they can about
1: backstory. They can
0: just quickly tell the story, not have to write a whole book. You know, it's just one or two
1: issues, and you're done. You got the backstory. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get all of his backstory, but I think we're going to no. find out more about about Snoke. And I also think uh, we're going to understand. I, there's no doubt in my mind that this is. I hate to say this for all of you guys that aren't a big fan of this, but... I got a bad feeling about this. Redemption is coming Um with that. So, um yeah, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker uh, is not going to be doing a panel at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. What do you guys think? Hmm. We shouldn't be surprised. Because Anthony Bresdick had told us this on our episode that... uh he was giving oh, information right. and people were mad at him because he had never he reported it and he's like I'm just telling you what I've been told that don't get yeah. angry with me uh, because right. I said it so no, no, no. uh it's been this big news release this last week but mm-hmm. it, nothing's happened We're just kind of like okay. basically I said they couldn't have a surprise celebration afterwards at well there's D23 is like 2 weeks after comic con
0: Yeah so just release stuff there yeah,
1: yeah and they're not doing a trailer at D23 don't get excited about that they'll be doing a trailer before the Maleficent 2 Movie in October. It's the week that they always do the trailers for the Star Wars movies, and it's the one Disney movie we'll just, that they aren't sure is going to do well in the theaters. All we'll do, they're going to be release Frozen and that right before it. We'll do our
0: A list thing. Go watch and sit in the theaters, watch and then find the a different movie to go see after that. Yes. yeah, that's
1: probably true. We won't
0: even buy because we haven't even seen Maleficent one.
1: I have no I, desire, to. I have no, desire I to, think, to. I have no
0: Like, like a few months after, I'm like, wait, a movie, a Disney movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> All well, right. Let's just be honest, no, it's so,
1: like, it has? It's, you know, I'm saying it will. This week's been big bold letters podcast poll of the week. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. The chosen one prophecy is a true prophecy about Anakin up to interpretation, a Sith manipulation or other comment wow, That all rhymed. That was pretty good. You like that? That's good. Wow. What do you guys think? What would you be your vote? I, not what you want, what you think.
0: Um, what was the last theory that we were talking about? Would that be a Sith manipulation? Yeah, that's the
1: Sith manipulation. Okay, then day. that one. <laughs> well, well I... yeah, that's what you want, but do you think it's actually going to happen? You really? I'm going to do the uh, non-committal one and just say up to interpretation. I'm going to say it's probably going to end up being a true prophecy about Anakin. But, okay. Um, all right, we're going to thank all of our uh, producers, DJ Blake, Emily Hoffman, Eric McGillivray, and Ian Thompson, and our senior producers, Kate Disney-Lugers, Judith Jessany, and Roberto Moreno. Hey, Grammy. Uh, And that pretty much do it. If you want to check out our Patreon page, we'd love for you guys to go check it out. Patreon.com backslash Tatooine Sons. A dollar gets you early access to our show and some other stuff. So we appreciate that. Uh, Go on social media. We're on all the different social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. What's that one? Snapchat? Mm -hmm. Because I have no idea how that works. And uh, thanks for the reviews, uh, you guys. Uh, This week, Tyler and uh, DJ and Rebels scum texan i think,
0: I think that's the same
1: was. person yeah no, no no we got we got hold on we got dj disway and no it's rebel D-Blake. scum texan right his twitter handle and d blake right and DJ. Buckshaw, dj and then tyler bucks DJ. tyler buck yeah all right thank How you guys for that go to itunes and review us and we'll read your review on our show because we think you guys are awesome thanks for the five star review unless it's a bad review and you say bad words i don't read those just so you know all right uh uh, anyway, the, um, <laughs> we've gotten those. <laughs> on that note, anything
0: else you guys want to say? May the force be with you. May the force be with you.
1: May the force be with you. Always. This party's over.
0: I like that wookie Don't get technical with me. Join, please. the Star Wars podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Disney, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site is located at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders.